0: frank Show. I'm your host, Dr. Carolyn frank board-certified family physician and diplomate of the American Board of Obesity Medicine. I've been helping patients lose weight to treat and prevent medical problems for the last 10 years, and I'm taking what I've learned from them to you. In this podcast, you will learn the science behind why you struggle with your weight and what to do about it, tips for common challenges, work to fight bias about what a healthy weight really is and improve your relationship with food and your body. Please remember that while I'm a doctor, I'm not your doctor. This podcast is meant to be informational in nature only, not medical advice. Please seek out care from your physician for your specific needs. Okay, let's get started. Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Dr. Frank show today we are going to be talking about supplements and I have a great guest with me today. Dr. Sajal Desi is a physician who's board certified in family medicine and is a diplomat of the American Board of Obesity Medicine and she practices in Houston, Texas. She's been in practice for more than 20 years, specifically working with patients who struggle with the disease of obesity since 2013. She's the founder and medical director of the Tula Medical Weight Loss and Wellness, a comprehensive evidence-based approach to weight loss and maintenance. She also serves as a board member on HOPE, which is the Houston Obesity Partnership for Excellence, and is a gold panel speaker to educate healthcare providers about rare genetic disorders of obesity. She is a member of the Obesity Medicine Association's membership committee and volunteers her time in her community, educating other physicians about the disease of obesity. So thank you so much for joining us here today. Can you tell us a little bit about how you got interested in the field of obesity medicine? medicine, and then maybe also how you got into this, you know, discussion on supplements.
1: Yeah, sure. So my background is family medicine. And- been a family medicine physician for over 20 years, but I'd always been interested in preventative medicine. Like it didn't make sense to me that we were treating such sick patients and totally ignoring all the preventative measures that could have helped them years ago, right? So about 10 years ago, I was kind of in between practices, doing some locums, trying to figure out where I wanted to go next. And I found out about a weight loss clinic that was just looking for doctors to do physicals. I started there and this huge light bulb went off. Like, wow, these patients are amazing. They were losing weight. They were feeling so much better. I kind of felt like this is my calling. This makes sense to me. I found out more because I knew that what I was doing there wasn't enough, that there was definitely more that could help these patients. And so I found out that there was a whole specialty of obesity medicine. I went in and got board certified and you know, quickly learned how to really treat obesity properly utilizing, your know, lifestyle, medications if needed, kind of the whole, whole gamut of it. And so I opened up my first obesity medicine practice in 2017, but I was doing both obesity medicine and primary care at the same time and slowly realized really it's obesity medicine. That's my passion. That's really where I want to focus my time is helping patients get healthy. And so I opened up my own um, practice last year to a medical weight loss and wellness, and I really just help patients transform their lives. And it's been so fulfilling and just wonderful, happy medicine. I love
0: it. I love it. You know, I feel like we hear that same story so often where a physician comes on and they're like, I had this light bulb, right? Like what if we treated all the underlying stuff? And, you know, I think we're like the happiest group of doctors because we really see that we are changing lives and people feel so much better. So love hearing your story about that. So I have you on today to talk about supplements. How did you get interested in, in supplements for, for patients who are helping, uh, that you're helping lose weight?
1: Yeah, really, mostly just from my patients, because I always ask patients, you know, like when they come in, we ask them, what medications are you taking if it's a new patient? But for me, I always like to dig a little bit deeper and find out not just prescription medications, but what over the counter, you know, medications are you taking? And patients had huge lists of their supplements, right? And a lot of times they didn't even know what they were on, why they were on it. It was like some neighbor or somebody told them they should take it, they read it somewhere. They were spending a lot of money on this. And, um, which is not surprising, this is like a $50 billion industry in the US. So over the years, I've just started taking deeper dives into this to really find out, you know, what is the evidence behind it? How can I really help my patients choose wisely? So it's just been a passion of mine.
0: Yeah, I love what you said about asking why the patient is on that, because I get that list. And I find I learn so much when I ask someone why they're on the medication. Because sometimes, you know, I discover a problem that they had that I can really help with too, right? Like, what? You know what actually might work better for that? Or sometimes it makes sense. You know, I'm like, oh, that's a perfectly reasonable reason to take, say, magnesium. And if you have a benefit from it, then great, like continue taking it. So I think that's uh, for our listeners. Like if you've been taking something for a while, might be time to ask yourself, am I getting a benefit from this supplement? And like, why am I on it? Right. Like it's sometimes people get in the habit of taking things and it's like, is there a purpose that it's serving? Does your body still need it? Um, and did it actually change the thing you were hoping for it to change? Um, because sometimes we're on supplements for years and years, and we we haven't gotten the benefit that we were told we might get. Sometimes we get the benefit, right? So uh, like probiotics are one that are popular for my patients. And a lot of times I'll, I will recommend trying a probiotic, but I'll tell my patients, if you're not seeing our goal benefit in maybe two or three months, then maybe we need to try another one or you know, stop spending money on something that's not not giving you a benefit. Exactly. Well let's start off talking about multivitamins, which are probably the most common supplement that uh, anyone is on. And some people truly do need to be on a multivitamin. Can we talk about like who should be on a multivitamin? What's the role of a of a daily multivitamin? Sure. So,
1: you know, a few things when when we think about what you know multivitamins to take. First of all, I want to stress that. For most people, we can get the majority of our vitamins and minerals through nutrient-dense foods, right? That should be our first go-to. Whole grains, fruits and vegetables, lean proteins, all the things that we, you know, counsel our patients on. And so that should be first and foremost. And secondly, we want to make sure and look at these as medications. So I called them medications earlier because they really are medications. Taking a fiber supplement is different than eating broccoli and beans, right? So this is a manufactured product. Product, right. That's intended to supplement one's diet. It is not a substitute. Um, and so as with all medications, I think that the decision has to be individualized to our patients. So even if we're looking at something like a multivitamin, we want to see, are they vegan or vegetarian, right? They might have different needs. What medications are they currently on? They may be on certain medications like PPIs, metformin, statins. Some of these medications can decrease the absorption of some of these vitamins and minerals. So, we want to take that into consideration. We want to see if um, they maybe have some chronic medical conditions like celiac, Crohn's, ulcerative colitis. Is it a man? Is it a, a postmenopausal or a menstruating female, right? They all have different needs. And then we have that population that you and I share of patients who have had bariatric surgery, right? So, those patients can certainly not absorb a lot of the vitamins and minerals. So, we really want to be um, targeted as far as what we're recommending. There's no, as with most things in our field, there's no one size fits all um, type of answer to this. So I think it really does have to be individualized. And, you know, how do you know what to take? That really has to be guided by your provider, by your primary care doctor, your specialist. They should really help you guide the treatment as to what is really, what you really need for your your body.
0: Lots of information there. So one thing I definitely heard, which I think is relevant to a lot of my audience here, which is if you have had a bariatric and metabolic surgery, usually you need to be on some sort of multivitamin with minerals long-term because those surgeries affect how you absorb nutrients. And so for those patients, a lot of time they are not able to get enough of what they need from the diet they're not absorbing it well. And if you have something else like celiac or Crohn's or are on medications that affect absorption, you're someone who may need to be on a multivitamin or specific vitamins long-term. I definitely see on a pretty regular basis, someone comes in to see me and they have gotten bariatric surgery you know, 10 years ago and they stopped taking their multivitamins. And that of course can get very scary, right? People can truly get deficiencies where they get nerve damage or they're having bone loss, you know, or, or other medical problems because they're really not getting what their need. So I think that's a huge one to point out that, you know, if you had bariatric surgery, you, you probably need to be on something long-term and you need to get your levels checked on a regular basis, usually at least yeah. once a year. Yeah. And then so many other populations you mentioned, like, you know, if you're having menstrual cycles, you may need additional iron that you may not be able to get from your diet. Or if you're bleeding that much, you should talk to your doctor so we can try to help you not bleed so much. Right. Um, and then, you know, I think pregnant patients who ideally are not losing weight, but maybe working on weight maintenance, um, folic acid, we know they need to take, we usually just recommend a prenatal vitamin, which just has extra folic acid in it for, for pregnant patients. And so I think that's a, a good one. I always like to say like, yes, that's like a, you know, a standard. We know those people do need to take a multivitamin.
1: Yeah, that's so true. I guess if there's a one size fits all, it's definitely for our pregnant patients. They should all definitely, and even in the preconception timeframe, we really yes. want to build up these levels prior to you getting pregnant, right? Great so point. get on a good um, prenatal vitamin.
0: For sure. That's a great point. Yes. Cause we, we often like, don't think about it beforehand, but agree. If you're thinking of pregnancy, definitely start that sooner rather than later. And I think overall, what I heard from you is talk to your doctor about it, right? So if you've been taking a multivitamin or you're worried and think you should take one, that's something that your clinician should be able to discuss with you and help you pick what makes sense for you. Or if you even need one, because if you don't have any medical problems and you eat a well-balanced diet, you should be able to get all of the things you need from your diet. Absolutely. One other population, I guess I'm thinking of too, is kind of like bariatric surgery. Sometimes a lot of people do really aggressive diets, like meal replacement programs um, with protein shakes, which are supplements in and of themselves, right? And if you do a commercially available one, meaning one that is designed for weight loss, you know, the programs that are out there like Optivia, or, oh my gosh, why can't I think of the one that like is at the store that everyone gets. But one of the ones that's designed for weight loss then those are supplemented with vitamin and minerals. But if you're really cutting calories and you're just having a a lot of like protein shakes, those may not be supplemented with the vitamins and minerals you need. So if you're doing a really low calorie diet, you may not always be able to get enough in the calories you're eating if you've really cut down how much you're eating.
1: Yeah, so true. So medical meal replacements, you know, usually purchased from a doctor's office, you know, those types of meal replacements usually do have all the vitamins and minerals. A lot of times the -the over-the-counter shakes that we're just getting, those are just like snacks. They don't, they're not a full meal, right? So you really shouldn't be substituting a whole meal or at least multiple meals with just over-the-counter shakes, but a medical meal replacement it's totally different. And I'm a big fan of, of them as well because they can really help patients lose weight more effectively yeah. because they contain a good
0: protein, low
1: carbs usually, and lots of vitamins and minerals.
0: They're literally everything you need. So yeah, that's like a whole category of supplements, right? Or the, the meal replacements, yeah. the protein shakes, and they're not all created equal. So that may also be something you need to discuss with your physician or a dietitian to make sure the protein product that you're having is make sense for your goal. I'll see people come in on muscle milk all the time. And I'm like, no, no, no. Muscle milk is if you're trying to lose weight, that is not the one you want, right? If you're trying to bulk up from the gym, okay, that may be what you want, but that is not the right, you know, supplement if you are trying to lose weight, right? So making sure that you're on the right thing for your goal. What are your thoughts on, you know, now with our new, more powerful medications like Wagovi and Zetbound, where people often eat a pretty small amount of food today and have to be really intentional about getting a balanced diet. I don't think there's any guidelines right now for those patients to take specific vitamins or a multivitamin, but it is something I've been thinking about some, who should we recommend uh, to be taking some additional supplements when they're on these really powerful meds and have really cut down the amount of food they're eating a day. Do you have any thoughts on that? So that's such a good point, right? And it's such
1: an interesting scenario that we're all facing now with the, you know, all these new medications that have come out that we are seeing such large amounts of weight loss and some of them rapid weight loss. So, you know, again, I think we really do need to be individualized with our tr- treatment. But the most important thing is making sure that the, we're managing these medications properly for our patients. Because um, if a patient is really having a lot of, um, you know, feeling really full and not able to eat their proper meals, will a lot of times cut back on the dosage, even if I'm on that, you know, we're going up on some of these every month. But if they're not getting all their adequate nutrition, then I want to cut back on the dose a little bit, maybe try again later to increase it. because. Really do want to make sure that they're getting all their nutrition from food. I'd rather not give a pill. We really want our patients to develop long-term healthy habits, right, at the end of the day. So I think managing those medications is important. Maybe in the future as more medications come out, there may be more recommendations that come out. As of, as of right now, there's nothing that says we should put them on anything particular, you know, just because they're on these medications.
0: And I think you made a great point that ideally you are working with someone who can help tailor your nutrition and tailor the medication dosing, right? If your appetite is so suppressed that you're really not eating all day, you're only eating one small meal a day, then that is not ideal, right? And so a lot of people are, are getting a medication prescribed and it's just like set it and forget it from whoever's prescribing it. And when you work with an obesity expert or someone who's knowledgeable about the medications, we're checking in on a regular basis. And we're asking you, what are you eating? And we're trying to help you optimize that relationship between the food and the medication because, you know, they work together, right? Yeah, absolutely. And for some of those patients, this is where a medical meal
1: replacement can be a fantastic, you know, addition because they're not feeling as hungry. And so, you know, having a bar or shake for a meal can be wonderful. And they're getting all their vitamins and minerals and, and doing it in a healthy way.
0: Perfect. I love it. Yeah, that's a great point. And I definitely have my patients utilize meal replacements while they are on a medication because if you're not that hungry for breakfast or lunch anyways, great, just have your protein shaker, protein bar, and then, you know, um, you've got what you need and you can move on with your day without a lot of fuss.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: So one of the most common questions I always get from my patients is about supplements for weight loss. You know, they always want to know if there's something more natural or something that's a supplement. And over the years, there's been different ones, you know, green tea extract, berberine. There was a whole thing about barley recently, how barley is like almost as good as Wagovi, which was kind of funny to me. But, you know, in your experience, are there any supplements that help with weight loss even a little bit or or that you recommend or that people should be aware of one way or the other?
1: So that's a fantastic question because in this $50 billion industry, about $2 billion of it is spent on weight loss dietary supplements, right? That patients are just taking. And, and it's one of the top reasons that patients are actually looking for supplements is for weight loss. So I think it's important to you know heed the warning of the U.S. government. The U.S. Government um, Accountability Office concluded that um, little is known about whether weight loss supplements are effective, but some supplements have been associated with the potential of physical harm. So I think we have to be really cautious about, you know, what we're taking and how we're doing this. There's very limited scientific evidence to support the use of supplements for weight loss. Most studies that were done actually weren't even done in humans. They were done in either animals or just like in a laboratory or they're short, very short studies or they're just poor quality studies. So we just, the the data is lacking, right? And so while there may be a impact on weight. It's just not a magic bullet for weight management. Obviously, you know, adopting a healthy diet and exercising regularly. Of course, we have to do all of those things. I mean, having said that, I think that, you know, the reason some of these things do even get studied even a little bit is because maybe there is some benefit to having maybe barley because it's fiber, right? So just eating more fiber can help you feel more full and help you aid your weight loss efforts. So while I don't I don't think that you know we should take supplements directly for weight loss i do think that they can aid our weight loss success right so there are many things that we can even take over the counter that might help and especially if you're having symptoms if you're having constipation or diarrhea Perhaps a probiotic could help you, right? Or if you're deficient in certain vitamins, like vitamin D or B12, taking that over the counter could help you. Vitamin D, we know, can help our immune system, so we get sick less often, which means we can stick to our healthy eating habits better, right? So indirectly, I think there are a lot of things that can help, but just the weight loss supplements usually... You know, they're marketed as they have all this like wonderful things, like they're saying things like, you know, you don't need to eat healthy, just take this pill, right? Or it's going to speed up your metabolism. I mean, in general, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. So...
0: (laughs) Yeah, I always tell my patients, I'm like, look, if there was like a magic bullet out there, like I would absolutely recommend it, right? Like I would be the first one, but I don't think we have any supplements that are really dramatic for most people. And so I think, you know, your point that there's occasional ones that can be dangerous. And sometimes supplements are not completely regulated the same way medications are. And it's really important to maybe just have that open line of communication with your healthcare providers of what you're on, what your goal is from that, Um, and then seeing if you're having that improvement in symptoms, right? You mentioned some of the gut symptoms and probiotics, like- if it, it's making you feel better, great, like that, keep taking it, right? It makes a ton of sense. Or um, like apple cider vinegar in different ways is popular with my patients. Great. Like that's probably not harmful. And if you're seeing a benefit from it, great. Like why wouldn't you continue that? And so a lot of times I end up in a place with my patients, as long as it's not a dangerous supplement or something that's going to interact with their medications. I'm like, well, let's give it a try. Try it for three months, see how you feel. And if you get a benefit from it, great continue it and if it's not doing anything for you then like let's try something else
1: absolutely that's exactly what I say three months is usually my you know go-to as well it's like trying for three months you have to give it enough time right but but then reevaluate in three months and don't just forget about the fact that you're on it and then you're on it three years later and it's not even helping. Right.
0: Right. I mean, just like we would with a medication, right? If we start a medication for someone, whether it's for weight or for mental health or for cholesterol, if we don't see a benefit over a period of time, then we're not going to continue that medication. Right. And so same thing with supplements, thinking about them the same way, make sure you're getting a benefit. Are there any supplements that you do find yourself recommending on a fairly often, often basis? So for me, you mentioned vitamin D, whenever I check vitamin D levels, I have never seen someone who is not on a supplement who has an adequate vitamin D level. Almost everyone in my patient population in Denver is deficient in vitamin D. And so that's when I feel really comfortable. If someone's like, should I take vitamin D? I'm like, yep we can check your level and you can take it, or you can probably just safely take it. So that's one I know I recommend pretty frequently. I don't know what your thoughts on vitamin D are or or what other ones you find yourself more often recommending. So, I
1: mean, in general, if it's a good quality supplement, I do think vitamin D, I do think a lot of people are deficient. I totally agree with you. It is definitely one I, it's, what levels we can actually check in the blood. So, I usually do check it, you know, just to make sure, because some of these, you know, supplements can also have a toxicity if you're taking too much, right? So, it's easy to check. I usually will check it, um, especially if they're vegetarian or vegan. Uh, vitamin B12 is another one that a lot of patients are um, deficient in. And so, that's one I'll often check in the blood. Again, easy to check. Menstruating females, I think, you know, being cognizant of the iron intake it's really important. And sometimes they, the the CBC doesn't just tell the whole story. So maybe digging a little deeper, if patients are having symptoms and looking at, you know, ferritin level to really see what their iron stores are is important. Fish oil is always a great one, I think, because there is some, you know, data that it can help in many different ways, actually. But you know, one of the things is for heart health. So if patients do have elevated cholesterol, that's definitely something that I'm thinking about. And, um, and probiotic, I am a, big fan of probiotics because I think the gut microbiome, we're learning lots and lots about the gut microbiome and how important it is and health in general, but especially for our patients who are working on weight. So
0: very similar. We, yeah, fish oil, you know, And my patients in Denver, like this is not a huge seafood place. People who are from here tend to not have grown up eating seafood. It's not a common part of our our diet for people who are local here. And so that is definitely a common one that I find myself recommending because we know that the omega-3s that are in seafood are so helpful to to our heart health. And those are really hard to get um, in our diet without seafood. And so, yeah, the fish oil is a a great example of one that I often recommend as well. Um, If someone is picking a supplement to take, whether it's vitamin D, B12, fish oil, probiotic, apple cider vinegar, whatever thing they want to supplement their diet with, how do they, they pick a good one, a good quality one, a safe one?
1: Yeah, this is the million dollar question. I think this is so important to know because what a lot of us don't realize is that although the FDA regulates supplements, it doesn't really Follow up on that or they're not really checking for um, effectiveness, safety or quality of the supplements or ingredients. They leave that up to the um, individual companies that are making these. So as you can imagine, there's a lot of supplements on the market that are, you know, don't really have what it even says it, it, on the bottle, you know. So sometimes they haven't been tested properly for toxins or the company doesn't follow good manufacturing standards. The dosage may not be exactly what it says. It may be filled with additives, colors. So there's like many different, even from batch to batch, it may not be the same, right? So there's a lot of safety and, you know, efficacy that's not standardized when it comes to over the counter supplements. So, and in fact, in 2016, the FDA, they actually um, issued like 30-something public notifications to consumers because one of the weight loss products contains sibutramine. okay? Now, we knew sibutramine used to be a weight loss medication that was a prescription medication, but it was taken off the market in 2020, sorry, 2010, because of cardiovascular safety concerns. So that, just as recently as 2016, was found in some of these supplements. So, you know, it's really can be a little scary. How do we pick a good one? I think the biggest thing is really looking at uh, which products have been third party tested. So there are certain companies, NSF, USP, Consumer Lab. Those are just a couple of them, but those are companies that do third-party testing. So they have no financial ties to those products. And the results then are usually unbiased and more reliable. So you can go to their website, like nsf.org or usp.org, and search certain brands that do carry that, or just look on the bottle itself on the front or back. They'll have that label the NSF, USP, Consumer Lab labels, and those can, you can trust those, I think, a little bit more.
0: Yeah, they're more regulated. Yeah, great. And great point about, you know, sometimes they are adding things in that, are not on the ingredient list and sometimes even dangerous substances that have been taken off the market. And then sometimes the dose is different too. Melatonin, which is a supplement I have taken in the past and often recommend, they discovered that a lot of the melatonin doses were way higher than what it said on the label. So definitely something where, you know, it's a little bit fire beware. And again, if you can look for those seals of those organizations that Uh, certify the products, that's going to increase your safety with supplements quite a bit.
1: Yeah. And also be careful if you are, so a lot of people that are vegetarian or vegan are deficient in vitamin D, but a lot of the vitamin D products are animal derived. So, you know, be careful of that too, because if you're trying to avoid animal products, then make sure your you know, the supplement that you're taking is a vegetarian source.
0: Any final thoughts on supplements as we wrap up
1: our episode here? Yeah. So, you know, I really think that there's a lot of things that we need to pay attention to when we take supplements, some of the things we talked about, and also just making sure, do you want to take a pill or injection or powder? The formulation matters, you know, it also matters um, for magnesium, for instance, magnesium oxide or citrate are not absorbed as well as magnesium glyconate. So maybe if you're taking magnesium, make sure it's the glyconate form. All of these reasons are the reasons that we really want to talk to our providers or doctors or specialist about the, the product. So make sure, you know, I just want all the listeners to know, go through your supplements, see what you're taking, make a list of them for your doctor and tell your doctor if you haven't already.
0: And if they're expired, throw them out. Yeah. (laughs) Or, you know, the other thing that can be great, taking a picture of them or just bringing the actual bottles in too. Right. Because sometimes people will say, oh, I'm on an Omega three and they're actually on an Omega three, six, nine. I'm like, well, you actually just need the Omega three. You do not need any more Omega six, like, you know, and so sometimes bringing the actual bottle in is super helpful as well. So we can actually look at it and be like, yep, perfect. This is exactly what you should be on or, Ooh, actually next time, why don't you buy this one? So super helpful for us. To really know, you know, what you're on. Well, if people would like to connect with you, where can they find you? Oh, sure. I am on
1: all the social media platforms, Tula Medical Weight Loss on Instagram and Tula Medical Weight Loss and Wellness on Facebook. You can also go to my website. It's www.tulawlw.com. Www.tula, and if you're in the state of Texas, then, and you'd like to see me as a patient, you can uh, schedule a free consult through the website.
0: Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. And until next week, take care.
1: Thanks so much.
0: Thank you for listening to The Dr. Frank Show, where we learn about all things related to weight and health. If you love this podcast, make sure to leave those five-star reviews and share this podcast with a friend or loved one. If you have a topic about weight and health you want me to tackle, head over to the website, thedrfrankavillashow.com, to submit your question. And make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss next week's episode. Take care.